This message is presented to you by Pastor David Lambert and Exceed Life Church in Virginia Beach, Virginia. For more information, visit ExceedLifeChurch.org. All right, let's all go ahead and get ready. Let's pr- uh, start prayer. Um, Father God, we thank you, Lord, today. We thank you, Lord, for the mothers in this church. We thank you, Lord, that you are giving me the right words to speak your word. And Father God, help me in this message. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, well, I was trying to figure out what to preach on. Um, normally, I don't like to preach. Mainly, it's because if I don't feel led to preach, I'm, I'm not preaching. Because that means I'm going to end up doing it my own way, not the Lord. Um, but this part was kind of to one and the other. Um, I believe the Lord led me to read this, um, to come up with this message. Pastor was like, are you sure you want to read that? Why do you want to talk about that? And I said, I don't know. It's just what I think the Lord is telling me to do. So the title of today's message, message is The Unseen Friend But Ever-Present, The Holy Spirit in a Mother's Life. Um, as you know, motherhood is not an easy job. Um, growing up, as a child, we never think anything about what mothers go through. We, when we were children, we just assumed everything was in place. Um, but we never knew the background of who, who did a lot of the work behind the background. And a lot of things with mothers, we do a lot of things um, behind the scene that our children don't know. Uh, maybe our, even our husband may not know. Um, because if you leave your husband to the children and say, I'm going out for a while or I got a doctor's appointment, usually the husband will be like, what am I supposed to do with the kid? You know, yeah. it's like, well, feed him or change the diaper, do yeah. something with the child. So in that aspect is mothers, you guys have a lot, a lot of hats to wear. Yeah. And so sometimes mothers are described as caregivers, housekeepers, cooks, teachers, nurses, and the list can go on and on. And I was like, let me look what Proverbs 31 says about a mother and about a virtuous woman, a virtuous wife. And um, King Lemuel's mother, um, what King Lemuel was doing is that he was uh, giving a nugget to us of what his mother taught him about a virtuous wife. And so as I was reading the uh, verses about um, what mothers do, uh, and I was like, that's a lot of things uh, for a mother to do. And not just that. That's a tall order. <laughs> and it's like, how ca- is a mother supposed to be able to do all of these things? Not, uh, I'm believing it's because the Holy Spirit is within us to help us to learn and on the way. But also, He has already instilled in us motherhood. Um, and so the thing is, it's the gifting that is within us that is there that we don't know is there until it's time for us to have children and realize I have it in me. God has given it to me, and I can do this. But not only that, you have experiences. You have seen your parents, your mother, raise you. And you have taken from her what she has done. And sometimes, for me, when I was growing up, I never really pretend play about um, being a mother. I pretend play being a teacher more than a mother. But at the same time, I had a different kind of... um, uh, childhood. I had to learn to grow up pretty quickly. Um, we we lived in Vietnam, and um, this was post-war Vietnam War. And about five years after the war, my parents escaped Vietnam, and um, they were considered the boat people. And my father, what happened was the North Korean, uh, North Korean, sorry, North Vietnam. 
they wanted to recruit my dad into the military. And he was from the South, and he refused to do it. So he went into hiding. So my mom, she ended up being captured by the Viet Cong, and she was uh, tortured for two weeks trying to get information where my dad was. And, of course, she had no idea where he was. And so finally they just released her and let her go because they, they figured she couldn't tell anymore. And so they decided that it's time to escape Vietnam. It's time to um, escape the pressure and the um, persecution there. And so risking their lives and me, because um, I, I was just born at that time, they got onto the boat and escaped to Thailand where the U.S. refugees camp was. And so we ended up being in Thailand for five years. Um, and then, of course, my mom had my sister and my other brother in Thailand. And then my uncle was already in America, and he petitioned for us to come here. So we came here, and, um, of course, it was a struggle for my parents, um, especially for my mother, is because she ha- doesn't have any type of education. All she knows was to take care of children um, her entire life. And so um, it was hard work for them. They learned, and because they didn't know English, I had to learn to do my own schoolwork. Um, so praise God, I was self-motivated. So that was the good part, that um, when I got home from school, I immediately went and did my homework. Um, if I didn't understand, I just did what I can and went to school that way. Um, but so in the process, I watched my mom um, be the person that's holding the family together. Um, and things, I mean, she made mistakes along the way, uh, things that uh, I've been hurt over and everything. But when, you, when I became a Christian, I learned to let those things go. Amen. I learned that things that she didn't mean is because she didn't know any better. Amen. And so that's another thing is that as a mother, we are going to make mistakes. But at least we have to know that we have the Holy Spirit, that he gives us forgiveness, but also is that we got a second chance as well. Amen. So so I've learned a lot from her and I've, the things that she did. Now I'm seeing myself doing as a mother. So most likely you have seen it as well. It's like when you raise your child up, you're seeing your mother in you. As, oh, my mother did this. Oh, right. Now I understand the concept of this. But there's a lot of things that mothers do that we don't pay attention to sometimes. And so what I want to talk to you today about is make sure you have the Holy Spirit. He's the unseen friend that's with you along your journey as a mother and that he will help you on your process on your path to make sure that your child is raised in the admonition of the Lord. And so what we do is that there's a lot of things that goes in our life, but ultimately every mother's goal and dream is to make sure their child lead a productive life when they are an adult and that they are God-fearing children when they grow up. And that's ultimately what we are looking for. So Now, each mother in here is in a different stage of life. Some have young children, some have teenagers, some have adult children. And then um, within there, there's always some kind of situation going on that could cause more stress in a mother's life. Um, But if you add into that equation, some parents have children who are disabled. Some have um, autism children. Some have um, maybe an accident occurred and that caused the entire life change of your family. So all of these situations that comes in could lay very heavy on a mother's heart. And so I want today to have an encouragement of what can a mother do when life situation comes at you? What can you do? 
And the main thing is that we juggle a lot of things, but we do have the Holy Spirit to guide and lead us. And so, first and foremost, we need, in order to allow the Holy Spirit to work within us, we need to lay aside some burdens. Not only just sin burdens, but burdens of discouragement, of fear, of, of things that, mistakes that's holding you back and you thinking of the past, of failures that you've done in the past and say, I can never be forgiven. I cannot move forward because these things are shackling me down. No, we need to cast them aside. For, for God said, lay your burden on him, cast your cares on him, for he cares for you. Yes. His yoke is easy and he wants to switch his yoke for us. Yes. So he wants us to not be heavy laden. So we need to cast that aside and don't pick that right back up. We need to let go and say, you know what? It's in the past. It has been forgiven and that he has taken my sin away. He has taken away all these mistakes. I'm moving forward. So you may not be able to control what happened in the past, but you have the control for your future. And so don't let the the past hold you back in your future. And one thing that I like was... um a story about, uh, have you ever seen the movie The Martian by Matt Damon? Um, there's a little bit of cussing in there, but I'm waiting, I'm waiting for the day when they take out all the cussing on there. Um, but there's one scene in there at the, it's basically about a movie where an astronaut was left behind on Mars. And um, he has to use his wit and his, um, his uh, planning and his biologies and all these things to make sure that he survived. And so during the time he's alone on the planet, he figures things out, how to grow food, how to do things. And then in the process, he was able to get in contact with um, Houston. And then they were able to talk to him, and they saw problems together. And, they, and along the way, they got speed bumps and after another speed bump. But what he was telling at the end was that there will be a time when everything is going to hit the ceiling. What will you do at that point? That you can only do two things. One, give up and die. Or two, start solving problems. And he was saying that as you solve one problem, then you solve another, then you keep solving, and eventually you'll get to go home. And so in that part concept, how does that relate to us as Christians and us as mothers? Well, we are problem solvers. God has instilled in us for all of us to be problem solvers. Um, And the thing is, one thing is that God is not a God of disorder. He's a God of order. So when that concept, he has instilled in each and every one of us order. Mm -hmm. So when a problem comes, our mind's already thinking. Okay, yes. what can I do about this problem? Yes. Okay, what, 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 what is the plans to do to tackle this? A lot of times mothers aren't saying, oh, why is this on me? What do I do? I don't want to deal with it. Let me bury my head in the sand. No, we mother, us, we're just thinking, okay, what to do? What to do? Mm-hmm. It's because we have so many people relying on us that we are thinking, okay, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. But the best part is we have that Holy Spirit to work with us and give us encouragement, gives us the word that we need and give us the wisdom. So as you solve the problems, it's going to get easier. And I'd like to give you some keys in that aspect of what it is that you're going to need to in order to um, change your mindset first. Um, Normally, we normally see failures as Definition that when you, if you Google it, failure, what's the definition of failure? It is lack of success, making mistakes, um, 
you did something and you failed at it. But in our world, when we see that, oh, you are a failure, the thing is, Thomas Edison, he perfected the light bulb. It took him a thousand tries to perfect a light bulb. Did he see the thousand tries as failures, as mistakes? No. He saw it as one step closer to perfecting that light bulb. He saw that is 1,000 different ways to getting that light bulb started. So his perspective is, oh, I, I, fe- I failed it, but I know that's one way. It's not going to work. Let me try another way. He kept doing that until finally his formula finally worked. So in the same concept with us, we need to do the same thing. When we do one thing and it doesn't work, keep on trying. Human nature, we like to do things easy. We like things that is not going to give us stress. We like things that is not um, going to give us any kind of um, confrontation of anything. We just want something easy. We want to be the fish that follows the crowd. We don't want to be that salmon that pushes through the river and going the opposite direction, going against the grain. Um, But God has called us to be unique. God has called us out of this world and so that he has plans for us. So we as, as Christians need to see that is that we need to change our concept of what we think failure means or mistakes mean. Let's redefine them. So when, if you try something new and it doesn't work, don't say, oh, that must be God saying, that's not for me. It must, be what, it must not be what he's telling me to go to. Uh, maybe I was wrong in, list, in hearing what God has for me. No, if, that's God, if God told you, I want you, to, this is what Kenneth, Co- here's an example. Kenneth Copeland, when he um, was going to ORU when he was young, uh, as a young Christian, Um, He didn't have the finances to go to ORU, but he was believing the Lord for it. And the Lord told him, I want you to go up to the very top floor um, of the administration building. And I want you to go up there and go into the administration office. Kind of like, Lord, is that really you? Why would I go up there? I'm not allowed to go up there. So, but he did. He followed God's leading and went up there. He had no idea what to do. He just know the Lord said, go up there. So he went up there not knowing what's going to happen. So when he was standing up at the administration office desk, the lady asked him, well, uh, how can she help him? Um, the, God gave him the word. And he's like, um, uh, I heard that, um, was it ORU, uh, Robert needs a pilot. And I was wondering if I can talk to him. And say, I'm so sorry, but he's not, um, he's not available. And so when Kenneth Copeland was walking away, he's like, the Lord told me to go up here. I'm not sure why, but he told me to do is to go here. And then, oh, you happened to walk in at the same time he was walking out. And then, um, and God has talked to O. Robert as well. And he got a job and his finances was taken care of. And he was able to go to ORU um, without having to worry about his finances. So what happened if Kenneth Copeland decided, I'm not going up there? It's because I'm not supposed to. Or what happened when he got to the desk and the lady turned him down and told him to, that um, he's not here? If he, didn't, if he just gave up and went home, he would have missed that opportunity, that window that God has set in place for him. So, so we need to see that even though we may be pushed back, because you know who's here to attack us? 
is the devil. He's going to try to make things not easy for us. So knowing that and knowing he's there, when you know and you know for sure that God is leading you in that direction, know you're going to have resistance. But nothing comes easy. But the good part is your hard work and your persistence will pay off. And the world says you have to work hard for, for what you want. You have to um, do this and do that in order to get success in life. But here's the thing. Jesus died on the cross for us. So that hard work is not needed. All the promises that God has in this Bible is given to us. All we have to do is receive his word. But the question is, how do we receive the word of God if we don't know what he has for us? Because God's, uh, God says, my people perish because of lack of knowledge. So we need to empower ourselves with the word of God. So how does this relate to mothers? We need to face our problems head on. We need to say it is time to take hold of our family, of our family future. We're not going to let the devil determine the outcome of our family. I'm not going to let the devil determine how my child is going to grow up. My child is going to be an independent child, God-fearing child, and doing the ministry that God has for him. And so when, as mothers, we can't take things lightly and say, oh, my kids are going to be turning out fine. We need to battle in the spirit realm. For our battle is not flesh and blood, as Jesus said. He says this right here in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 12. God says the battle we face is not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. That means we can't fight the the devil with our hands. We can't fight him Um, and just allow him to do things and put a foothold into our family. We need to battle him in the spirit realm because that's where he is doing it. And so God has given us that. And the thing is, as mothers, we need to know where do we stand with God? You are made in God's image. And if you look at Proverbs, um, in the books of Proverbs chapter 31, he already describes who you are. He told you, um, you are, let me see where my scripture is. He says that in Proverbs 31, verse 25, he says, strength and honor are her clothing. She will rejoice in time to come. That means your strength and honor is on you. And he wants to make sure that you are strong enough to battle. And in order to be strong, we need to know what he has to say about us. And we need to know how to use the word effectively in our lives so that what we are believing for will be manifested into our life. Um, Let me see. And then one thing he also says in there is that as mothers, we look over our household. We know what's coming in. We know what's going out. And we can't be oblivious. That's the reason why you see mothers uh, like teenagers say, Mom, you're always in my business. It is my job to be in your business. I want to make sure you are doing the right thing. And um, yes, granted, but one thing you, that when teenagers, when you guys grow up, like me, when I grew up, I was same shoes as you, and so didn't think my mom knew any better. 
And uh, my mom always said, you guys think you guys are smarter than us just because we didn't have an education? It doesn't mean it makes you smarter than us. <laughs> because they had life experience. And so things my mom told me, I brush aside. I was like, oh, whatever, mom, you don't know what you're talking about. That was me as a teenager. And as I grew up and became independent, got a job, and um, having responsibilities and being accountable to other people and being accountable to me, I realized my mom was right. Amen. All the nuggets that she was giving yes. me, I cast it aside, mm -hmm. and they were pearls. And so I regretted my decision as a teenager and the pridefulness that was in me in that aspect. And so I went to my mom humbly, and this is me, almost 30 years old, coming to my mother and saying, Mom, you were right. Yes, and she looked at me, see, I told you, I'm not stupid. <laughs> I was like, I told you this, and if you've done this, and to, from this day on, boy, that regret really hurt. It really stung. I mean, I just got out of college. I didn't have to pay rent. I didn't have any bills. I was living free under my parents' house. And my mom, all she said was, save your money. Yes. She said, you're going to need it in the future. Save your money. I'm not making you pay any electricity. I'm not making you pay any rent. I want you to save that money for your egg nest. I didn't do it. I blew the money. You know? It's like, uh, and then, and then, getting married, having children, and you realize, boy, was that dumb. <laughs> I was like, man, if I did what she said, I would have had 30 grand in the bank account if I just did what she said. So we learned the hard way. Amen. So teenagers, learn from our mistakes. Don't, don't, don't do it mistakes for yourself. It's because you're going to, you know what I've learned growing up? It's better to learn about other people's mistake and don't do it than you making the mistake yes. and it's like, ah, Amen. you know? It's, that's the reason why God has set things in place. That's the reason why your mom and dad is here. That's the reason why you may not understand why they say brush your teeth in the morning and in the evening. We may not understand why they say you need to dress warmly outside. You may not understand why they say you need to go to school. Amen. But everything comes in place. And if you allow it, it will form who you become. Amen. And so positive things and negative things, mothers, we have a hand in them. Yes. And But as mothers, it's also in a place, if we do make a mistake ourselves, we are man enough to own up to it and apologize for it as well. Um, because that's what keeps the relationship going is that, that, you're, that you are helping each other to grow. Because motherhood is a learning process. It's, uh, and it's a natural thing, but it is a learning process. We've never been mothers, and so we're learning as we're going, and we're praying, okay, Lord, I, I pray that you help me to make the right decisions today. Yeah. Like Pastor Dave and I, we have a major decision for our daughter. It's like, what do we do with her about her education? And so there's always decision-making that comes into play. And so we need to figure out things, but when you have the Lord and you include Him in your decision-making, it helps out much better because you have that comfort and that peace when you have Him in your life. So, how do we get the Holy Spirit to help us to get our envision for our family to manifest in this world? So, what I would like to talk about is three key points that all mothers 
can use to help them to stay strong during the battles of just daily life. Um, so what it says is that our strength and honor are on our clothing, but where does that strength come from? It is the strength of the Lord. If you happen, I encourage you, um, take the book of Psalms. There's 150 chapters in the book of Psalms. If you take five a day, you can read through the entire book in 30 days. And that's what Pastor David does. He reads them on a daily basis. And the Psalms is a great way to encourage you up in the Lord. Um, especially, um, I just recently read Psalm 119. It's long, but each of the, they have sections in there of different people just praising the Lord, just keeping the word in front of them, saying, I keep your uh, precepts in front of my eyes. I, I keep, um, I love your judgment. I love the book of laws that you have given me. And the, these people are worshiping God and saying, I love what you have given to me. What they're trying to do is keeping their eyes on the Lord. So whatever situation they are going through, they keep the word in front of them. So that goes into my keys. My first key, commune with God on a daily basis. It is important, mothers, we can't do it, do our daily life without communing with God, without building ourselves God, with God first. We can't just keep letting the life get us so busy that we, we put God aside. It is so important because we are the glue in our family. We are the one that holds the family together. So that means we need to make sure that we are built up. We need to make sure that our spirit is strong enough to tackle the devil. Because how, long, how, how often does the devil attack us? Every day, sometimes every minute, it seems. So, so why would we not do the same thing? Why would we not build ourselves up daily just as the devil attacks us daily? Amen. Sometimes if he attacks you by minutes, by seconds, you do the same thing. Remember we said it's our battle is not flesh and blood, but is in the spirit. Yes. So we need to attack him back with the spirit. Yes. So, so the first part is commune with God on a daily basis. In, in um, Psalm uh, chapter 31, verses 1 and 2, King David said this, and this is really good because like I was telling you, is um, find scriptures and use it to help you to worship the Lord. In this scripture in Psalm 62, verse 1 and 2, King David said this, O God, you are my God. Early will I seek you. My soul thirsts for you. My flesh longs for you in a dry and thirsty land where there is no water. So I have looked for you in the sanctuary to see your power and your glory. When you first get up, start worshiping the Lord. Right. Oh God, you are my God. Yes. Early am I going to seek you. My soul thirsts for you. Yes. You are my refuge. Yes, you are my God who cares for me. Yes. Your loving kindness is, and your tender mercy and your grace, I am yes. so thankful for it. Yes. So praise and worship is a part of communing with God on a daily basis. And in the morning, you are setting your day right. You are setting, God, I trust you. Your hand is in my life. Your hand is on my children's life and my husband's life and my life. And today, I set it forth for you. So when you set your day with the Lord and you take time to know him 
in the boards and find out and build a relationship with him, it's going to help you to take that day. For Jesus said, don't worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow has its own worry. So that means take today. Remember we were talking about Matt Damon, the Martian? You take one problem at a time, you solve this problem, then you go to the next problem. Well, that goes in the same concept about what Jesus said, don't worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow has enough on its plate. And so you just have to worry about today. And even within that, you don't, he doesn't want you to worry as well. So when you commune with him in the morning and early, you have already set it forth. You don't have him on a to-do list and said, and kept pushing him down. Oh, I got to do this first. I got to get laundry done. So I'll, I'll, I'll commune with God after I do laundry. And then the phone rings and let's say your child's sick at school. Okay, well, I'll commune later. I got to go pick up my child. And eventually you put God down, down, further down your list until it's at night and you're sitting in bed and you're like conked out. Because you're like, I'm just tired, Lord. <laughs> so that's the reason why the Bible is talking about commune with him early in the morning is because you are like, nope, he's, I'm doing whatever it takes to put him first place in my life. And so when you do that, you have this cloak of strength that he talked about in Psalms 31 about uh, for the virtuous wife, um, your clothing is your strength is because you have put the armor of God on and you are ready for that day. And so when trials come, when something unexpected come or even peace come and things, things goes well, that you have God's peace on you. You won't blow up on the person who's standing behind you. Like, I'll tell you this one. I almost did. I almost did this. Thank God I didn't. We were at Marshall's the other day. And Christian, bless his heart, he, he had, he's dealing with some disabilities, but we're believing he's, he's delivered from it. Amen. But he has this habit of chewing his shirt. So he has this shirt in his mouth running in the store. And um, this lady who was standing by the uh, fitting room just shouted out, Oh, that is disgusting. And I kind of looked at her and just stared at her. And in my mind was like, slow to speak, slow to speak, <laughs> you know, yeah. and then slow, uh, uh, slow to anger, slow to speak. And I just kept staring at the woman. And she kind of backed away into and disappeared into the fitting room. So I was trying to make sure, don't say anything. Because what I really wanted to do was like, you do not know what I go through each and every day with this child. <laughs> and it's like, for you to judge my child and the way he looks. You know, it's like, but I didn't. Of course, I, I blew it up with pastor. I say like, I wanted to tear it. <laughs> but um, so if you don't want to tear it on to somebody, you can t- t- tell your um, frustration now to your spouse. <laughs> so that's what I'm talking about is the strength in you, in God, that keeps that love of peace within you. So unexpected things happen. You can handle a lot better. But so if you don't have that peace you probably would mouth out off that lady like I, I may have done. Yes, but yes. there's a lot of times um, things happen where we just want to blow up on people yes. because of our frustration of what we are believing for. Um, like if you are believing for a healing and, and it hasn't manifested yet, but you know it has in the spirit realm and you're just waiting for that time, it's going to happen in this realm. But, as, and, but you get weary sometimes. Yes. Or if you're waiting for a financial breakthrough because you are just like, Lord, you said I will prosper. Lord, you said you want a, abundant life for me. 
and this doesn't look like an abundant life to me. And so our frustration when that time comes, that's where we want to start communing with the Lord. And that's when we want to talk to the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit is our comforter. He will comfort us and he say, you keep going keep going. Yes. You got it. Yes. it that, that breakthrough is just around the corner. Yes. It's just around the corner. And sometimes you say, I've been saying that for years now. <laughs> but, you know, it's, it's there. It's there. Have you ever seen um, this comic strip? This In one scene, there was these two guys digging underneath. The, uh, they were digging for t- under a tunnel and they were digging for gold. And they kept digging and digging and digging, and there were no gold in sight. And finally, they said, you know what? Forget it. I give up. And they walked away. And in the next scene, just this much left. If they just cracked it open, they would have seen the gold. That's where we are at. We don't want to give up. You fought so hard and so long. Why would you want to give up and start all over again? You know? And so, mothers, if you, are, you have children who are adults and who are not following the Lord, don't give up. Amen. Keep on praying for them. Yes. For Mother Lambert, she prayed for 10 years for, for her children to come into the Lord. Amen. So keep praying. Because yes. you never know. Your prayer is what's covering them. Amen. Your prayer is what's Amen. keeping them alive and yes. protected. Right. Yes. Right. So Amen. keep praying and say, Lord, I thank you, Lord. My child knows you. I thank you, Lord. He is coming back to you. For you had the prodigal son in this Bible. Bring back to remembrance to God the prodigal son in this book. He went back to God. And I'm expecting that same thing for my child, my son, my daughters. They are coming back into the fold of God and they're going to do great things for you. And that's what we need to do is read all these stories that is in here that will inspire our faith. So when you feel down, depressed, discouraged, pick this book up, read, even in the gospel, what Jesus did. That will give you that encouragement. Pop in a Christian movie that's going to give you some encouragement. Because I'll tell you one thing. When I watch those Christian movies, it stirs up my faith. It's like, I I got the faith again. Yes, I know. I'm going to keep on pushing. So that's the reason why we want to commune with him. He gives us that encouragement. He gives us that comfort. Mm -hmm. He gives us that I can keep going. When I've done all, I'm going to keep on standing. I'm going to do it again over and over. So my question to you is this. How important is your family to you in following the ways of the Lord? How important is your desire to see changes or breakthrough in your family? If you say these are important, then I encourage you, keep on going. Keep on going. You will see that breakthrough. Even though it may not seem like it, but we don't walk by sight. We walk by faith, Hallelujah. and we what we hope for will come to pass. And we just got to keep thanking the Lord. And that goes into my next key. My next key is to keep the switch of faith turned on. So it means don't give up. It means keep that faith going. It means no matter what happened or what it may seem, keep believing. Lord, one thing I always say, Lord, your word can't come back void. Lord, your word is true. It's alive. It is not dead. And what you said has to come to to pass. You said these promises is for me, and I am taking hold of it, and I am believing for it, and I believe it is coming into fruition into my life. Amen. Amen. So as we keep our faith turned on, we will see the promise manifest in our lives. So, for example, take the story of Daniel. Daniel 
was one of the Hebrew children in the old days under King Darius. Um, and Daniel was seeing a vision about hardship coming to his people. So Daniel was praying to God for an answer, and he didn't hear it the first day. So he fasted for 21 days, waiting on God to answer his prayer. And finally, on day 21, an angel appeared to him, and he said to him, God heard your prayer on the first day. I am here to answer your prayer, but I was hindered by the prince of, uh, I think it's by the prince of the kingdom of Persia. But my guess is, is the devil was hindering him yes. from coming to answer yes. Daniel's prayer. And so what does that tell me? It means you got a devil who's, a, you're, you got an enemy who's here to hold back yes. what God has for you. Yes. Remember, we live in a fallen world. It's not perfect. So that means there's going to be a situation where um, uh, information is going to be taking a little bit longer for us to get to us than it should. But that's the reason why God was telling us that we need to hold fast to our faith. And we need to pray without ceasing. It's because we do have the devil out here to attack us. So mothers, for what you are believing for, keep praying it. Keep thanking the Lord saying, this is my vision, and I'm keeping it forward. I'm keeping my eyes on you. Yes. I don't know. It doesn't matter what the storm looks like. doesn't matter what the devil's throwing. I know you're, you told me this, and I'm going to hold on to it. Yes. And so when you feel discouraged, get that in you and keep that faith switched on, and, you will, and then expect to hear from God. Amen. And you just keep hearing and keep praying and keep thanking the Lord yes. that He has it in hand. So... Now, how do we keep our faith switched on? It's going to go into my third key, and basically is through our praise and through our confession of the Word. Um, I recommend what you do is to create a vision board. If you're believing for a house, find a house in a magazine, post it up, put a scripture on there. Um, If you're believing for healing, post up something uh, like if you are believing, let's say your child can't walk. Post him up like he's walking. Put him on something where he is walking, playing soccer or something. Uh, put a vision forth in front of you, and you pray over that, and you thank God. You find the scriptures. We have confession sheets outside uh, in the welcome table for healing, for prosperity, for fear, Ephesian prayers, all these things that you could use to battle against the devil. When we, because you, you're not going to go into a battle without your armor on. Amen. And you're not going to go into battle without a strategy. Amen. Our strategy is in this book. Yes. Our strategies and confessions are in this book. Yes. So find the scriptures that works well for you. For like for me, if I'm dealing with fear, I love the scripture that says, God has not given me the yes. spirit of fear, but a power, a love, and a sound mind. Yes. He's not going to get me. It's because God hasn't given me the uh, uh, spirit of fear. He gave him, he's given me the strength yes. to stand up. Yes. And you've got to remember, he's been defeated. Yes. And that's the thing that we've got to remember. He's been defeated. Yes. So you tell him, devil, get under my feet. Amen. You have been defeated by Jesus 2,000 years ago, and you're going to stay there, and you are not going to touch one bit in my family. And when you start seeing sickness come in, you rebuke it at the door. Hallelujah. It's like this past week, we, 
I, I felt an itch in my throat, and I'm like, I told Pastor, every time I'm about to ready to preach, a cold comes on. And I said, I am not going to take it. Amen. And even though it took a few days, I said, I am not going to receive this sickness, devil. I am healed. I am whole. I am sound. Yes. By Jesus' stripes, I am healed. Yes. I'm declaring. But I also took some natural remedies as well. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm going to take everything that is in my arsenal right. that I am going to t- attack the devil Amen. with. And so, nothing wrong with medicine. Amen. But I, I don't take a lot of medicine. But I do take like like hot water with honey and lemon or things like that to help soothe and everything. So, create a T chart. This is what I would like you to do. Project for mothers. Uh, you know what a T chart is? Get a sheet of paper. Put a line in the middle. Put a line up here. Put an, a, t- a subject up here and a subject over here. On one side. Write down all the breakthroughs, no matter how small, that God has answered your prayer. If, he, if you, I, I, I had a praise report the other day. Um, someone in here felt led to give into the church. She gave in $20. She felt led. Okay, Lord, I'm, I'm sowing $20. You know my financial need. You know what, what I need. She gave, she gave $20 into our church, and then when she got home, she found out somebody had written her a $200 check in the mail. Praise God. And, and she was, praise God, praise the Lord. And she, and she was telling me, this is my grocery money. This $20 I'm giving to you, you don't know, but this is my grocery money, but I am believing the Lord for more. Amen. And he gave her back, uh, what is it, 200-fold? Or is it 100-fold, 100-fold? And so I should know math, shouldn't I? But, um, but anyway, so... Write down all the breakthroughs that you were believing for in your life. Even things that you weren't believing for that you were blessed with. Write it down. And as you go through each day, and when you feel overwhelmed, when you feel stressed, when you feel depressed or discouraged, go to that chart and look at it, read out all the things that he has done for you. It's like, Lord, look what you did for me here. These are, and on on the right-hand side, write things that still you are believing for. And you say, Lord, look what you did here. These are the things I'm still believing for. I know you can do it. Praise God. I know you got it. Yes. Just like Jesse Duplantis said when he, was, um, when, he, when he does his ministry and he gets a bill, Lord, here's your bill. Praise God. That's what we need to do the same way. Yes. Lord, here's a bill. Because you are doing the works of God. And we thank you for, for yes. inputting into it. Yes. It's because every one of you have your own trouble. Yes. But you still give out into the kingdom. You still give your time and talent and money into the kingdom because you know the value of God. And you know that our job is not only just to raise our children, but is that we need to get the good news out. We need to make disciples and and get people saved because ultimately the goal is that God wants everyone to be in heaven, but unfortunately everyone can't until they receive Christ in their life. So that's what we need to do is that we, we appreciate all of our mothers. We thank you for all the hard work you have done in your family as well as in this church because um, this church cannot do it without the strength of all the mothers who are praying for their children because we wouldn't have your, chi- your child as an adult coming to church if a mother wasn't praying for you. So remember to always include the Holy Spirit to help you, and you will see. So when you confess God's word, here's another one. Read Psalm 91. In Psalm 91, it covers 
healing, yes. protection, yes. shelter, promise of deliverance from yes. your enemies. Yes. This is perfect yes. and a great one also to instill in our children. <laughs> so when you want to you raise a godly child, mm -hmm. God-fearing child, teach them the Word. Teach them to love God's Word. Amen. Teach them to know God themselves yes. so that when they get older, they won't go wayward. Amen? Amen? So God will reveal truth to us as we read the Scriptures. So I recommend reading in the daily book. So one, commune with God and worship Him daily and even throughout the day, even in the bathroom if you need to. Pray, praise, praise Him. Um, you just find places in the car, praise Him. In line, praise Him. So commune with Him. Um, keep your uh, faith, sw faith switched on and put the vision forth in front of you. And mothers, I'm expecting great things for us, and I'm expecting all your breakthroughs will come forth. In Jesus' name, amen? amen. All right. Well, Pastor, I think that is it. Um, I want to hand it right back to you. Well, praise God. I am so proud of this woman. I'm just sitting back there and saying, man, what an awesome woman of God. And I know some of you are single out here believing for a godly woman. And uh, keep believing. And I'm telling you, I, I, I waited. Uh, you know, I was single. I, of course, I, I went through a divorce, and, and I was single for like 50. It took me 15 years to get over it, I guess. No. But uh, it took me 15 years to find the right woman. Amen? And actually, I didn't find her. She found me. Actually, God sent her to this church miraculously. Amen? Amen. And uh, she was everything on my, I wrote a list. Can you believe that? Of, of the woman I wanted. It was a list. And she hit everything on that list. You know what I'm saying? I'm telling you, it was above and beyond. Because I didn't ask for a woman that could cook. <laughs> Nowadays, women get, don't cook these days, you know. Here, here's some TV dinner. <laughs> put, put it on a plate. Be happy with it. <laughs> Honey, it needs to be cooked. Go get yourself. <laughs> no, because, you know, because the woman's working outside the home, too, you know? And uh, praise God. But hallelujah, I'm telling you, I got a good one. Amen? I'm telling you, God is so good. I hear a lot of men cooking in the house. Man, I don't even have to make my own dinner. You know, I say... Yen, cook me something. She said, what do you want? Man, that's the way I like it. Amen. What do you want? <laughs> Amen. I am so proud of Yen. And I'm so proud of you faithful moms out here that are praying, that are standing. Some of you are holding up the entire family. Some of you are coming out here without your husband, without, you know, you're, you're, you're the one that's covering your family. And, you know, just continue, like what Yin ministered this morning, just continue to stand in faith, keep your switch of faith turned on. And I'm telling you, God is turning things around. Do you believe that today? God is turning things around. Just like my mom prayed for my, my family. She never said a bad thing about us, you know, us Lamberts, you know, we were in the, you know, the party boys. Instead of the hardy boys, we were like the, we, my mom didn't know it, you know, or she never realized it, but we were, we were out in the party scene. But I'm telling you, God is so good. We came out of the party scene and came into the prayer scene. Amen. And God just, you know, you know, just totally miraculously changed our whole family around. 
And I'm telling you, God is doing awesome. Thank you, Mom, for being a godly mom. I just want to put my cooters out for my mom. I'm telling you, I wouldn't be here today if it wasn't for my mom, for the prayers of my mom and my dad. Both of them are just awesome parents. And I'm telling you, God is so awesome. I could preach another message. <laughs> but I'm, I'm going to say this, you know, um, you can't go forward if you keep looking back. Amen. And we have to just move forward now. Amen? Amen. Maybe you weren't as godly as you needed to be with your children, but you can start right now. You can start by praying for them, encouraging them, encouraging them to come to church, you know, invite them, you know, keep, hey, just do it. Amen? And I'm telling you, your families are coming in into admonition of the Lord. You believe that today? Let's just bow our heads in prayer. Father, we honor you today, and I just thank you, Father God, for all the people here of Exceed Life Church that we're exceeding together in life. And Father, I thank you, Father, for the mothers, even for the, for the fathers here. And we thank you, Father God, that you're doing a work and you're creating strong families in this church. And Father, I just thank you, Lord God, that the first thing we need to do to, to be a strong a mother or a strong father or a strong person is to invite you into our hearts and, and, or, or, or to get back on the right track if we haven't been on the right track. And so I want to invite you this morning, if you know you need to get close to God, you just, you need God in your life, just... Just just pray this prayer. Maybe you're watching online and you know you need more of God. You need to just give it to God. Just, just say this after me and mean in your heart. Say, dear God, I believe you sent Jesus to die on the cross for my sins. Jesus, I receive you today as my Lord and Savior. Thank you for receiving me. And Heavenly Father, fill me with your Holy Spirit, with power to live a victorious life. And we thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. We thank you for listening to this message. For more information, visit us at exceedlifechurch.org.